Jackson State football's impact on the Jackson economy, we look at some potential head coaching candidates for Prairie View, and the SWAC is paired with Kentucky for the Unity Series. Oh yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU Athletics Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, the Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports Editor. Today's episode of Locked On HBCU is brought to you by On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL and is the only place to score a -a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. And on today's episode, we're jumping right in and we're going to talk about Deion Sanders and the light that he has brought to Jackson State and in turn, the shine that that has given to the Jackson, Mississippi economy. Because Deion Sanders and the Jackson State football program have brought in approximately $30 million. I feel like I feel like Dr. Evil. I got my finger up to my mouth. $30 million. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And that's what Jackson officials told WAPT. So this is not just something I just got off of Twitter or something like that. This is crazy. And I... And, if you ask people around Jackson, they'll believe it because Charles Ward, he's one of those guys who has been in front of the Jackson State Stadium for years selling merchandise. And he says they've always raked in a pretty good crowd, but this year has been something on a whole different level. So it's noticeable as well. Just knowing that, okay, we brought in a lot of people already, but now you're bringing in even more people because you know once prime comes it's prime time it's not just Deion Sanders that's that's prime that's that's 21 everybody knows one of the brightest stars the NFL has ever had so that shine that publicity that he's brought to the program has worn off it's had some everybody wants to come see prime right we remember the first game he ever had during the spring Troy Aikman showed up this is a big deal having him here and not just for HBCUs it was just a big deal period Everybody wanted to be around. And the Jackson, Mississippi community is no different. So you got to remember, there's 50,000 people. That's 50,000 people there. And that's bigger than some, or I think all of the group of five championship games at the SWAT championship. Grambling, or excuse me, I'm so used to wanting to say Grambling, but Prairie View, Jackson State, 50,000 people got brought in. And that's not even the biggest crowd that they had all year. So... Something that Yolanda Claymore of Visit Jackson said is, I don't think we've seen anything like that. It's record-breaking. It's vital. A lot of businesses have closed even because of the pandemic. So for this to be happening at this time, it's an important time in our city. It is. With the pandemic happening, and I know it feels like we've been in it forever, so some people have bounced back. But the truth of the matter is, everybody has not bounced back. A lot of people have not bounced back. 
people are still trying to find out how to navigate within this world. But you have the football games. You had everybody coming out. It's more, uh, there's no dome on it. So it's an open space. It's an open venue, less regulations and whatnot. And they're making this type of money when other things around the city aren't able to make money. So $30 million is $30 million. Let's not, let's not get it twisted. I don't care if every business in the, in the nation was working. $30 million is a lot of money. But $30 million feels like, I ain't gonna lie to you, I ain't never touched $30 million. So I'm, I don't know what $30 million takes, uh, feel like. But I'm assuming that $30 million feels like, like $60, $90 million when nobody else is working. And it's the driving force of the economy. Because you're putting in a lot of money. Let's think about this. What if I told you that Jackson State versus Alcorn had more people there than Ole Miss versus Mississippi State? They're not on the same day. They're five days apart. I understand that. So it's not as if they're in direct competition and it was a you had to choose between one or the other. But what if I told you that Jackson State University versus Alcorn State had more people there than Ole Miss versus Mississippi State? If I didn't look this up myself, I wouldn't even believe me. But this, but this is the case. There was 55.6 thousand people who went to Ole Miss versus Mississippi State, but there was 58.9 thousand people that went to Jackson State versus Alcorn. This is crazy because you're telling me that the biggest HBCU rivalry in the state brought in more people than the biggest FBS, so the Power Five, this SEC. The biggest SWAC rivalry brought in more than the biggest SEC rivalry within the state. That is a huge deal because it's not like Grambling versus Southern, the Bayou Classic, brought in more than LSU versus Tulane. That's not that's not a big rivalry. That just happens to be a game that's within the state. Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Come on, I know y'all remember Elijah Moore walking in like a dog. This is a big deal within the city. I mean, within the state. So for them to have better numbers than that. This is, this is what we were looking for. These are the type of things that we ask for when talking about the elevation of HBCUs. So them outdrawing a major, like a seriously major draw within the state is a huge deal. And when I tell you that they brought in $30 million, Prime is asking that that money just get kind of boomeranged and thrown back at the program because it's, it's a cycle, right? It's a mutualistic relationship because... As Jackson State makes more money and it goes into the city, it's going to help there. But then when the city puts more money into Jackson, now Jackson continued to make more money because he's just asking that they put money in in the way of checks because he, he mentioned how they outdrew Ole Miss versus Mississippi State. That's what made me even have to look it up in the first place because he said he thought he did. And then he was right. But you put more money into Jackson State, now they make more money. So instead of $30 million, it might go to 31 32 And it just continues to ink up because you're putting more money in there. They can do more things with the money that you're giving them. And then now, now you're making more than $30 million. So it's, it's really just a win-win type of situation. And let's look at it. When Prime first got there, he was hired in the, in the spring, started coaching in the spring. The city of Jackson was dealing with a big-time water shortage. And now that water shortage has turned into a water crisis, and there's a lot of things going out there. We pray for them. It's an ongoing, it's an ongoing process, so I don't want to make it seem like Deion Sanders rolled in on the white horse and saved the day. That's not the case. But in a time where the economy was having a hard time getting going, people couldn't really open up, Jackson State was a really nice injection into the economy. And it might not be a cure-all, but that revenue that they generate will for sure help. It's not even a doubt about it. 
Because when you look at the elevation of our people, when you want to really talk about it, not just on the water shortage, but just the elevation of our people, Jackson is 80% black, over 80% black. And that was in the last census two years ago, nearly three years ago. So that money that's going into the city is doing wonders to help, first off, that faulty infrastructure that even is leading to the water crisis after last year's winter storm and whatnot. But then also it's a lot of going back into the community that's us. It's that it's that virtue of black excellence because you're helping within a, a community that is mostly your people continue to grow and that that rent that revenue that they're generating, that's the most the most important thing. That's the reason why it's so great. Because all right, Jackson State's making a lot of money. Cool. The city of Jackson is getting a lot of money. Cool. But there's so many of our people, so many of a tight-knit community, and you could tell by the way they all showed up for Jackson State that it's such a tight-knit community. And I know some people who graduated from Jackson State. And that's beautiful over all that other stuff. That's what it's really about. So now we're going to discuss some potential head coaching candidates for Prairie View because they need a new head coach now. Eric Dooley done chunked them the deuce. So it's time to see what they're going to do. And I have a couple of names, some from the SWAC, and one other who's not from the SWAC, but also from an HBCU. And we'll see who those guys are as we continue with Locked On HBCU. But first, let's talk about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 is so far is less than 100 days away and on location. The official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience the package to the big game. Select your exact seats. Choose from elite experiences. Talking about pregame celebrations. Hang out with some college stars turned NFL legends like Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, Akbar Jabila Mila, and more. Plus accommodations at five-star LA hotels and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. Because, you know, like my boy Michael Irvin said, we're going to be looking so far and so far. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. You sink it. The championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to see the full picture? You need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control for all your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. It's everything where you need it in one place. Don't go everywhere. I hate doing that. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying way ahead of your competition. 93% of all businesses survey, surveyed increased their visibility and control while upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use this, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com NCAA. Head to NetSuite.com NCAA for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system to grow businesses. That's NetSuite.com NCAA. All 
right, family, as we keep on rolling with Locked On HBCU, thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. We're going to be talking about Prairie View and their new surprising head coaching vacancy after Eric Dooley chunked the deuce and said, I'm going back home. I'm trying to get back to Louisiana and I'm going to be the new head coach at Southern University. I love the move from Southern. It was it was a it's a rival move. Some people still mascots, some people still coaches. I mean, it just depends on what your prerogative, right? And now that that leaves Preview with the disappointing reality. I mean, that's really just how you look at it because ain't no way to really spin it. You have to find you a coach now. It doesn't matter if you like, man, I really didn't see this coming. Oh, well, it's your time now. And they said that they had been going back and forth. I heard some word that they might have been going back and forth, Southern and Prairie View, for a while as far as competing with who was going to give what perks to Dooley and that was going to end up being where he landed. I'm not saying there's anything substantial to those rumors, but I have heard murmurs of that being the process of him going to Southern. So in a way, they kind of knew this was coming because they eventually bowed out. But after Dooley has left... PV has to know who they want. And I got a couple of names for him. And there's a void that can be filled a couple of ways. You can do like PV did last time that they had a coach in vacancy when Willie Simmons left. And just give someone else on the staff that interim title. It's the same thing that Southern did this year. But I'm not really a fan of that because when Southern did it, it was because you're in between a spring season and a fall season where they didn't really feel like they could name somebody with stability that could really be named right away so instead of trying to give false stability and false you know hope to your recruits and everybody's like this is an interim guy he is not the long-term solution he might have turned into the long-term solution with a better year but he is not the long-term solution as of right now and with that being said there's way more time than southern had so i'm taking that off the table for me at least and i'm taking off the table one of those like splashy nfl player hires like Eddie George, you know, Deion Sanders. I'm taking that off right now because you you wouldn't have seen that coming. So I'm only giving people who have been in the coaching ranks and specifically within HBCU. So let me give a couple of my names. And I'm going to start off with the first person I want to pick is Gary Harrell, a.k.a. Coach Flea out of Jackson State University. And this ain't the pros. So when you win it all, your coaching staff is the thing that's going to get poached most. You know, when you're in the league and you win a Super Bowl, it's like, okay, now we want to start throwing some big money to your players, but that's not how this works. So the coaching staff is people that get rated in the pros and in college. So they're going to garner some attention. I wouldn't be shocked if the same thing happens in Jackson State. And I end up going with Coach Flea, but this was kind of a difficult decision because I could have put two Jackson State coaches on here, but I didn't want to do that and just water it down with too many tires. I wanted to pick different schools so I, I decided to go that way and this isn't this isn't unprecedented and I don't even think it should be unexpected if it happens because you come in you boast to your staff you achieve the ultimate success people are going to want to bring that culture in if you're Jackson State like you have to understand if you're Jackson State people are going to want to take pieces of your culture and try to help them grow their own so I had two two ways almost went. I almost went with Dennis Thurman because that Jackson defense was absolutely dominant this year. But I landed on Coach uh, Harrell because when Coach Sanders went down with surgery, that was the guy who who took over. And excuse me, 
that's the guy who took over. And he didn't just mooch. He didn't just coast his way with, with Prime's team. That's not what happened. He had to go in and toughen some or coach in some tough environments. He had to go on a fourth quarter comeback victory versus Southern. So I don't want to make it seem like he was just on cruise control because you might be able to say that, but truthfully, that just is not the case. Now, my second person is Broderick Fobbs. He's not anywhere right now. He was the Grambling head coach, and he knows how to win in the swag. Grambling did not have a success problem until late, and his resume speaks for himself. He was 51-20, and 20. and then through the last 15 games, he went 3-12. and 12. That's not good. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you know, you can get past it. No, you don't want to ever go 3-12 and 12 in a 15-game stretch. I understand that. However, look at what he was doing prior to this 2021 season because that was in the spring and the fall that those 15 games really happened. And that's when that span was of his absolute lack of success. But prior to that, 51 and 20, he's a winning coach. His resume tells you it's a guy who knows how to win, a guy who deserves another shot. So I think that you should look at the majority of his tenure and see. Because one thing I like to do is, when I'm looking at coaches, if I want me a coach and he was a head coach, if this is a guy who was an assistant or a coordinator, it kind of goes out the window. But if this guy was a former head coach, I like to sit there and say, where have you been that I haven't been? Or what have you done that I'm trying to achieve? Because with Prairie View, I just made the SWAC championship. So it's not like just SWAC championship appearances is enough. But Fobbs has won the SWAC on multiple occasions. He's even won the Celebration Bowl before. He's the only SWAC team, or Grambling is the only SWAC team, and he was the coach of that team as the only team out of the SWAC to win the Celebration Bowl. Otherwise, it's been pretty much dominant, dominated by North Carolina A&T. Out of the five, they won four. Grambling won the other. So I can say that no other coach within the SWAC will give you winning the, the national championship. No one else has done that. So... He has achieved these things. He can take you to that next level because he's been there. They're fresh off of a swag appearance that you did not expect to be losing your coach. But if I can get me a guy who's actually won it all, because that's the sense of the national championship, if you're in the SWAC or the MEAC, it's the Celebration Bowl. That is the national championship. Give me Fobbs. He says he, he wants to evaluate himself right now. But if he's available, that is a really good guy to call. And then lastly, I got a guy who's not from the SWAT, but still from an HBCU, and that is one of our favorite HBCUs to discuss on this show, Bowie State. Head coach Damon Wilson, he was, and this is a mouthful, the American Football Coaches Association's D2 Region 2 Coach of the Year. So all you need to know is those last four words. He was the coach of the year. Bowie State, in a way, I'm trying to think, when I came on here, I wanted to think of how can I talk about Bowie State in a way that I have not said before? I don't want to just come in and give you the same spiel that I gave you a couple of days ago when talking about their season being over. So I'll say it like this. Under Damon Wilson, Bowie State has turned into a true powerhouse. Three straight conference championships, three straight 10-win seasons, and on this season, he had a 12-game win streak. This is this, And he made history going to the quarterfinals for the first time in school history. So... He has turned the team into a juggernaut, consistently dominating the CIAA. And then also, into, in addition to his team success, he's also done a good job developing his talent. So, want to look at that? Look at the 10 players 
three of which on the first team, six of which on the second team, and one on the CIAA all-rookie team. That's 10 players who have gotten all CIAA honors, including Defensive Player of the Year, Jonathan Ross. So don't tell me he can't develop good talent because it's not just a unit. He developed good individuals, and you're going to bring him, in your mind, even better athletes. So I would try to sell him on, you know what, you're at a D2 school right now. I'll give you a chance to be an FCS school, which is a step up. So that's what I would do if I were Prairie View. I would be looking at Wilson, Fobbs, Harrell. Those are the guys that I would really be looking at. Three guys from HBCUs who I think would be a welcome addition to the team. The inaugural Unity Series game has just passed. And as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, we're going to discuss that. But first... Let me talk to you guys a little bit about cooking and trying to chef it up because I tries to do my thing in the kitchen every now and then. But the first thing you need to make delicious food is the right tools. And with made-in professional quality cookware and kitchenware, anyone is capable of making those restaurant quality dishes just at home. Made-in produces professional quality cookware for those who love to cook. They source the finest material and partner with a renowned craftsman to make premium kitchen tools without all the markup. I love this. The products come with a lifetime guarantee and the cookware distributes heat evenly. You can go from stovetop to oven. It's nothing. You want to go from Chef Boyardee to Chef Ramsey? These are the people to do it with. Made in better cookware for better meals. Right now, Made in is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with the promo code locked on. This is the best discount available anywhere online for made in products. Go to madeincookware.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for 15% off your offer. That's madeincookware slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on. Now, let me tell you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, lines than ever before. And it's great because football season is starting to march into the playoffs. The playoffs ain't that far away for the pros, and they're right here for the college scene. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season. So head to the new desktop, or if you just want to keep it simple, be on your phone, go there too. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. That's 50%, 5-0. It don't matter if it's basketball, football, boxing, UFC, or if you just want to play your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers that are available during the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, let's wrap up another episode of Locked On HBCU. And we're talking about the first, the inaugural Unity Series. And that's a situation where the SWAC has now partnered with the University of Kentucky Basketball to just have a game for the next five years. And it's more than just a game because if it was just a game, honestly, that probably would rank with me. I'll probably be upset. That's word of the day. And I probably would have been irritated if it was just a simple game because these games happen all the time right but the unity series is a little bit different because in addition to being a game it's also teaching some of the students from both sides and we're going to talk about this it's teaching them some things it's helping them out because if southern just goes to play kentucky they're just going to go play kentucky then they're going to go back to baton rouge 
However, for this game, you have people like the University of Kentucky Male Basketball Director of Player Development coming and they're talking to the Southern players about the NIL, which is name, image, and likeness. And I love this. This was my this was my favorite thing above all of it, even more than the game, because these opportunities are going to start trickling down to the HBCUs in a heavy way. You already have them there, but the same way where a lot of the Power Five schools or their players are having these these partnerships and these sponsorships, you're going to see that same type of interest in a lot of HBCU players, not just a couple or a few. So it hasn't came yet, but as it keeps as it keeps rolling and it comes down that way, you're going to be ready because you could get caught off guard. You might not know exactly what you're doing. And that's that's fine. I mean, it happens, right? You live and you learn. However, you don't want it to happen. So rather than be reactive and wait till you get caught up in a situation and trying to understand what it means in the moment, they're being proactive and they're having somebody speak to the Southern uh, basketball team from Kentucky because you know Kentucky players, everybody wants to partner with them. So I love that because it's a never-changing world and I think it's great that you give a better understanding of the NF- the NIL. But when you look at this game, or excuse me, let me let me let me let me go to the other thing that they do. This year they went to the National Underground Railroad Freedom Museum, both Kentucky and Southern, both of their teams. They traveled together to Cincinnati. And their biggest takeaway was multiple people talking about how the Underground Railroad was not just Harriet Tubman. And I will admit that is the face. Like when you hear about the Underground Railroad, that's the face. That's who you think about. That's who they're discussing. You know, it's 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 not many other people that they're really talking about being a part of that movement. So that was something even Coach Sean Woods from Southern talked about. Um, and for Coach Sean, Sean Woods, let's get into the game. For, for Coach Sean Woods, this was the homecoming. And he's the all-time leader in assists per game. And he was the all-time leader in steals per game when he left. He's not anymore. He's part of the U.K., UK, that sounds weird talking about Kentucky, but the University of Kentucky Athletics Hall of Fame. So this guy is not, he's not just anybody. He was a part of the Unforgettables team through the uh, late 80s and early 90s. And within this game, it's the first of five. It won't be Southern every year. It'll be somebody new next year. They haven't decided on who that SWAC team will be. It could be Mississippi Valley State. It could be anybody. That's what I'm saying. Fam, you, it does not matter. It could be anybody. Um... But overall, this week is great because it's a game, but it has the week-long events, like I said earlier, but then you play at the end, and that money that comes from the game is used to, to raise, they use it to raise money and then spread awareness. And that's the main purpose of the series. Yes, you're educating some of the students, and I want to be very clear. The educating is not a one-way. It's not a, hey, University of Kentucky, please come over here and teach us some stuff. It's things like going to the national uh, underground railroad museum it's things like that where both teams are learning yes yes the nil the the director from the basketball team is there and he is teaching some things however i do not think this is a bad thing you know i don't think this is a bad thing at all and he coach wood says some very powerful statements about unity and coming together and great things happening i don't want to get too political on here but it was a great statement, and he talked about how unity is important and how separation and downgrading people, nothing nothing good happens from that. And I'll leave it there. 
I'll leave it there because it was a powerful statement, but I don't want to get too political here. But that's what this game really represents. It represents two sides in a way coming together for the same cause. It's not just, hey, let's come together and play this game. No, it's Kentucky saying, we're going to play this game, but we're going to raise money and we're going to spread awareness. And then you have the kids who are there because they threw out tickets to a bunch of schools. I think over 150 tickets went to students in the Lexington area that the diverse community, or excuse me, diversity committee, excuse me, from University of Kentucky picked out. So now you have them calling out the starting lineup. So you have the children and everything feeling like they're really a part of the game and given an experience that won't be easily forgotten. You're teaching some of the Southern players about the NIL. That's great. So they're just getting ahead of the game because these are things that you need to know as a college athlete now. And then also you're teaching some of these, these players some, some history that they don't even know in Kentucky. So they're getting the benefit too. You think John Calipari was going to take them to the, to the National Underground Railroad Museum if it wasn't for this? No, he wasn't going to do that. So these are experiences that they wouldn't even have been able to experience had it not been for this Unity Series. So it's not just Southern benefiting, but yes, they do get the monetary value and they do get some more of just a little game to, that they've been put on to really excel. And I think this is great. I can't wait to see for it going on. At first, I was kind of skeptical, but after a little bit of reading, I was swayed, I'll say. I was swayed to saying, okay, this is a pretty, it's a pretty serious thing. So I, I, I rock with it. I can, I can keep going with it. And I can't wait to see who they pick over for the next four years. And hopefully this gets renewed and it just continues to keep going because it shouldn't be a thing that starts and ends in five years and then people forget about it. There should be something that continues for years and years to come. And something else that should continue for years and years to come is you making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day because I greatly appreciate that. I love talking to you guys first thing in the morning or if you listen late at night, whatever, man. Whenever your first date, whenever your first listen starts, I'm just glad to be able to talk to you guys. You know, just have a little conversation through the headphones, right? Um, on my next episode, we're going to be doing Feature Friday. It is Feature Friday, so we're going to be picking a person, place, event, and we're going to be showing you everything about it. I can't give it away. I did that last episode with Jawan Carter. But just know you got to tune in on Friday to know what it is. So thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, go ahead and check out Locked On Bets. Locked On Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. And in the meantime, in between time, y'all can find me on that blue app, that bird, yes, Twitter. At South Exclusives. Keep up with me. Let me know how y'all doing. We can chat it up a little bit, right? So till next time, y'all hear me, family. Take care. Stay blessed. Peace.